The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of REMAX Metro Eastside and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro Eastside. And I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Happy weekend. Yes. Good to see you again behind the sneeze guard. <laughs> right. Our studio <laughs> is completely outfitted here. So yes. I could uh, I could have a huge major sneeze fest here and it's going to... Please try not to. Yeah, just think of the salad I don't really bar, want to have sizzler. to test. Yeah. I don't want to test the Ooh, quality no. of this. I, 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 I was reading some statistics on that, and a sneeze travels at 200 miles an hour. It can fill a room within seconds, an entire room, and, and linger. You know, there's so, sometimes we're on this show that you make me hungry, and you have gone the I, complete and utter I, opposite direction today. Was it, was it the <laughs> sneeze, or was it I talked about sizzler? <laughs> Probably a little bit of both. <laughs> I haven't been in a Sizzler in decades. No, but boy, it's got me thinking now that some restaurants have reopened. And oh, yes, man. And you know what? Go outside of King County; mm-hmm. it's normal. You know, I was over um, last. Uh, you That's because we're at one and a half. You actually already ago. just hit one of oh, the things I have go. to talk about there today. You go. Yeah, I was over in Mason County, and there's folks sitting outside and mm-hmm. you know, and enjoying a frosty beverage and a meal and. Same thing up north. You know, you get up north of Snohomish County and oh, things yeah. are kind of clipping right along. Oh, yeah. Well, that's that's one of the things we're going to talk about today is where are we in the phasing and how does that impact the real estate side of things? Like Absolutely. what you can do and how yeah. we do it. Because right. uh, we do have to follow based on the county the property is in. Because you can have an agent coming in from another area, of course. So, yeah, some people have been like, well, where I'm at, it's this. And it's like, well, but the house is over here. So you have to follow what that rule is. (laughs) So, yeah. So we'll we'll get to that in a few minutes. But um, did you want to talk about uh, before we get dive into it? Because this is a show mostly with a lot of stats. Sure. Very deep detail and whatnot. Talk talk a few numbers here. Yeah, we'll talk some numbers and some rules and things. Um, But why don't we talk about first... What's happening on in uh, mortgage rates? Absolutely. Well, one of the biggest things that dominated us over the whole the whole week uh, came out actually a week ago. How were the unemployment numbers? Uh, way way off from projections. So the projections were mm-hmm. that unemployed the unemployed would be increasing by seven point five million people. It turns out that jobs were created at two point five million, a ten million person swing for the better. Caught nice. everybody off off guard. Caused the stock market to take off, you know, mm-hmm. uh, for the week, you know, and, and w- we will see some profit taking as that kind of settles down. Um, but interest rates, typically when the stock market goes up, interest rates go up right along with them. And right now, though, um, it, it kind of st- our week started that way, but it seems to have sort of settled down and uh, and rates are still holding fairly, fairly good. Uh, so right now, what we're looking at, the national average for a 30 year fixed rate conventional mortgage uh, where's where's my drum roll? Three point one two five percent. Nice. So we're super historically nice. low. Yeah. Um, and if you wanted to pay a one percent loan fee or a point, as we call it, your rate would be right around two point eight seven five under the three percent mark. 
jumbo 30-year fixed rates are hovering still right around 3.875%, or if you wanted to pay a point, they're around 3.25%. Uh, FHA and VA loans, 2.75%. Uh, All beautiful. If you're a veteran and, uh, and if you have not taken advantage of your VA benefits, boy, give me a call. Uh, it's such a good time to look into that. Uh, and there was a, a law passed just a few months ago called the U.S. Navy Blue Water Act that if you are active military and you have a Purple Heart, VA waives your funding fee, which is a little over a 2% fee uh, that is normally tacked on to your loan balance. Uh, the VA will waive that. Also, if you're any veterans, if you have any service-related disability, anything at all, VA waives the funding fee. That's a huge savings yeah. uh, for veterans, especially ones that have, that have any, any type of service-related disability. Now, the other thing I want to bring up about VA that, that often is overlooked or not known is that if you are the surviving spouse of a veteran who um, was lost his life or his or her life during service uh, and you are not remarried, you are eligible for VA benefits and you could buy a home zero down. So that's another one that a lot of folks don't really know about. Right. And uh, always, always good to know. Lots. So got a few statistics out there already so far. And, yeah. um, uh, you know, one of the ones that I look at and I watch very closely is what's going on with the mortgage markets and, and how is COVID affecting delinquencies? Um, we know yeah, that's one that I really want to hear an update on because I think we forgot. Um, so for our listeners who are on here, we've been doing these twice a week. Tuesday and Friday, Facebook Lives, mm -hmm. kind of around the 1 o'clock-ish time. Yep. And, uh, yeah, you've been talking about some of the, like, forbearance and other things through some of those shows, but mm -hmm. not on every single one. So right. I haven't heard the latest update. Yeah, well, you know, we, we still have a little bit over 4 million people in forbearance on their mortgages, not making their mm -hmm. payments. Um, but, but I've been tracking the delinquency rates. And, and leading up to COVID, they were some of the lowest rates that we've ever mm -hmm. seen you know, recorded, so they were wonderful. Uh, and you know what? They're not that not that bad even right now. Uh, the number of mortgages in the nation that are 30 days delinquent is at 3.6% of all the mortgages out there. Okay. Number of mortgages 90 or more days late, 1.2%. Okay. And, uh, and the number of, of mortgages in foreclosure is 1.4%. Uh, so okay. these, are, these are still... Uh, um, so actually very good numbers. Yeah. It's considering the number of people that are that have been out of work. Yeah, absolutely. I want to give context a little bit to the ones that are actually in foreclosure because those would have probably been ones that had already been in that state before. Pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. That's right. Right? That's right. And now we had talked before that the foreclosure rate had been down fairly significantly, mm -hmm. um, mostly because what we did learn during the housing crisis did affect, you know, things like ability to repay. And we went back to where there's lots of documents required to be able to qualify for loans, better credit scores, all that kind of stuff. Right. right. Yep. So, but at 1.4, that actually is what a typical rate has been. It is. It's a fairly normal rate. Yeah. Now with that said, foreclosures when COVID hit and, and the, the care act was passed, uh, foreclosures were, were suspended. So, so there's no mm -hmm. new ones coming online. Right. So that is impacting that number. Um, but with that said, I doubt that we'll see that number increase significantly, you know, once mm -hmm. th those, those stays are lifted. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, uh, and, and plus, especially in the Northwest with our housing market as strong as it is, it's, mm -hmm. you know, usually homes that go into foreclosure, there's some pretty serious. Usually there's equity. It. Yeah. Usually there's. 
yeah there's equity in the home um, but but even the fact that they go into foreclosure if they're if they're not just straight out sold it means there's typically a problem with the home or mm -hmm. there's a problem with the title to the property or there's right. a problem with the 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 sellers of the the owners of the home there's something that's preventing that home from from being sold so you know most most cases you know that that's that's what we're looking at right yeah so so really good news you know on, mm -hmm. on, the, on the housing front well because you know the conversations you and i have had about the forbearance thing and keeping an eye on where those numbers go is will it you know by the fall mm -hmm. show up as oh gosh now there's a glut of you know right potential foreclosure activity or you know because everyone's had their concerns about you know our housing price is going to fall and you know and, and of course these are right. national numbers mm -hmm. so what we don't know is how many of those are actually in our local market right right, right. and because we do have a fair number of businesses that are actually still doing okay you know during this time i i would be curious do there do, do you know eric is there a a breakdown of that anywhere that's um, no, I can I can track that down. I didn't I didn't pull it for uh, for today's show, but yeah, I, I no, can no, get a little you didn't bit, know I was going to ask, so that's okay. Deeper, <laughs> deeper dive into that for anyone who ever has listened to this show for a period of time. I think they know that we are pretty unscripted here. Right. <laughs> so, this is us just kind of talking our normal discussion about Absolutely. real estate. I can't believe five years later on air and seventeen years later in working relationship <laughs> with you that we can still talk about this industry and not get tired of it. Oh but, boy. Yeah. That's... But uh yeah, I, I would love to know if it's possible what the numbers look like for here. Yeah. Um because that would be a great, you know, micro versus macro view that I think our listeners would appreciate. I know Absolutely. I I personally would because I can't tell you how many times I have people like, well, I think we're just going to sit on the sidelines and wait because we're waiting for all the prices to drop. And I'm like, well, don't hold your breath. Right. Because <laughs> right now, even if we did have more houses come on the market, that's going to let me flow right into my stuff over here. Let me just tell you some of these things that are going on. You know, a couple of weeks right. ago, we talked some of the April numbers and I'm looking at the numbers for May just came out from the Northwest Multiple Listing Service. Yeah. So if I look at average time on market for closed sales of everything between new construction, residential, and condominium, this can be a little bit um, – well, we'll just say that it's one. Of, it, it doesn't give you the full picture um, because if I look at average time on market – for May of 2020, it was 54 days, which is down mm -hmm. from May 2019 of 78 days. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's looking at all product types. If I actually start breaking it down into the individual ones, because a lot of times new construction has a little bit longer time because sometimes they're still underway, right? Like they're selling them and putting them under contract, you know, while being built. And so those sometimes skew some of the numbers. Mm -hmm. um, if I look at just the single family homes oh hold on that's the condominiums pardon me and then there's new construction condominiums let me just tell you that closed sales in may average time on market was 24 days really for condos yes wow. and that's what, in king county what would you what, that's in what, king county you know what they were for snohomish huh. 16 down from 26 last year I was just going to ask you, what was it like in a in a previous year? So twenty six. Yeah, yeah. And, and for King County, it was just down five days because in May of 2019, it was 29 days. Mm -hmm. And then um, P. 
Pierce County condos are 17 days. Interesting. Down from 38 the year before. So it's, you know, so if I'm looking at just residential closed, those are showing uh, for May 2020, 22 days on market in King County, as opposed to last year, 30 days. And you know what? We'll go over more of these when we get back from this break. Uh, We got lots of stats on this show. So if you want to really hear what's going on, you're going to want to stay here after these couple of messages that we've got here on Open House with Team Reba with Reba and Eric. We'll be right back. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Hass from Team Reba. And we're here every Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock bringing information on real estate and finance. Mm-hmm. And stats. And, and we're also, yeah, and stats. On um, Sundays. Yes, on Sundays. Oh, yeah, sorry. On Sundays, we do have replays still uh, from 3 to 4 p.m. And then we also have podcast. That's right. Which, by the way, if anyone has noticed that we didn't have some of our podcasts up from the last couple of weeks, that is being rectified as we speak. We had a little shift on some things, so I have a new marketing person who is handling that for us, so we're getting caught back up. So if you're looking for the last few weeks of shows, wanting to know how coronavirus has been affecting things over time, you will be able to fill your fancy and your ears with all those prior shows. There you go. Yeah. So Lots of content on there. Oh, oh relevant. So much content. Yes. Uh, nearly five years. We still need to plan... And hopefully maybe we'll be beyond a lot of these phases and back to relative normalcy. Because uh, I would right. love to I'd love to have like a little mini celebration little on our five yeah, years. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, so June 1st, I just had my anniversary in real estate. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So that's. I'm in my 18th year now. 18 years. Yeah. June 1st was when I started. Wow. wow. Yeah. 2003. It feels like 20 years. <laughs> only because i work with you uh just kidding <laughs> no it's uh no it's been good i mean it's it's truly been a roller coaster and here we are in another part of the roller coaster <laughs> of real estate right Yet another one yeah That's right That's yeah right. but the thing is is like we were just, just saying before we went into the break it's not the same as 2007 to 2009 right now in 2010. Because no. like, I was just starting to give some of these numbers about time on market. If we were looking at you know, 2009 time on market, we were getting close to, you know, depending on which county you're in, it could be 18 months in some counties. Mm-hmm. Right. It could be you know, 6 to 12 months That's in right. others. Yeah. And, yeah. and here I am. I was just starting to give King County before we went on the break. May of 2020 was 22 days on market for single family homes resale. Unbelievable. You know, and in Snohomish, it was 25 days. Yeah. And it's 24 in Pierce. Well, part of this is because this this pandemic has really stratified our our economy. You know, half Mm -hmm. the folks out there uh, have not seen any negative impact. You know, they're working. Right. Some are working even more. Yes, you know, than normal, like absolutely, yours truly, and, and, and you. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. But then, then there's the other half that have been absolutely, you know, decimated by it. Yes. And and so, you know, so the housing market is 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 benefiting from that that half that have kind of not seen a huge change in everything, and uh, you know, but um, 
you know, the, the other half, boy, you know, we've, we've got some work to do. Yes, we do. Um, do you want to hear what some of the prices are? Hmm. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm guessing they're not going down. Uh, generally, no. Uh, although, let's see. Actually, for King County, this is what's a little weird. King County in May of last year was at 700 for the median. Now, that's median, meaning half above, half below. Yeah. Um, it was 672 wow. for this May, so it was down just a tiny bit. But, you know, here's the whole thing about that. During May, you and I, I'm not surprised to see that number because you and I have been discussing this, and you know, this is me just kind of, you know, maybe extrapolating out based on timelines and products that were available. Anything that's up above would have been jumbo loan land, most yeah, likely. That's right. That's right. right. Yep. And so since jumbo loans jumped up in terms of the rates for that you know period of time at the very beginning of all of this, I'm not surprised to see this because I think that that had an impact on anyone buying a higher priced home. Right. Because they might have been like, "Ooh, maybe I want to hold off. So if you had a larger number of lower priced homes, that is going to impact this number. Mm -hmm. Right. For sure. Because my the average sell price um, was at seven eighty eight (laughs) nine hundred. Right. So it's like, well, and that is down um, from May of twenty nineteen because it was eight fifty nine seven seven seven. But again, I think a lot of it has to do. With the jumbo loan market. Right. In the jumbo loan market, we saw so many different jumbo investors Mm -hmm. suspend their operations when COVID hit. Yeah. And I will also say a lot of people who were in the higher price point homes, if they didn't need to move, Mm -hmm. there were a lot of people who took their homes off the market. Right. So, um, you know, we saw some waterfront homes that were in the, you know, 1.5 million range Mm -hmm. and things like that, that just said, hey, Till this is, yeah, we're just gonna, yeah. we're just gonna hold off because we were just doing it because we wanted to, mm-hmm. not because we had to. Um, and oftentimes, you know, these price yeah. points that have more activity. Well, and that gets to, to another part of it. The properties that are selling the most are everything between two fifty and seven fifty. Mm-hmm. Right. So once again, the highest volume are in those lower price points. So it is going to impact some of Which this. Which makes sense. And that's yeah. also where the bulk of the housing stock is. Exactly. So. Yeah. But um, so now I'm going to give you some Snohomish and Pierce County numbers here too. Because uh, we had for median in Snohomish. See, theirs went up in May of 2019. It was 499950 And May of this year was 516 Okay. So what do you think is, is how, how, how do you think Snohomish County will be impacted by Boeing? Over the next year? Oh, that's a mighty fine question because the thing about Snohomish County is a lot of new activity up there was also based on the tech workers Mm -hmm. that were all in Bellevue, Redmond, and Seattle-based jobs. Okay. So I I don't know... um, I mean, that's a great question because... There's still, again, this shortage of inventory that we just went over. I mean, they're still selling quickly. Anything that's up there is still selling quickly. So we have pent-up demand mm-hmm. still, but maybe it's going to shift as to who the owners are, right? Even if Boeing people say, hey, i got to get out of here or I'm going to move elsewhere for a different manufacturing job. I, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with any of those particular workers. Yeah. You know, um, so it's... It's a it's a big question mark at the moment because 
I have just seen over the last 17 years that Snohomish County has been much more impacted, not so much just by Boeing being busy uh, during several years, but really much more so by all the people who came here for the tech jobs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that they're necessarily going to get hit that hard. Okay. Well, that's... Cross our fingers. Yeah, I mean, we'll keep an eye on it, but I mean, right now, nothing I'm looking at here gives me an indicator that that's that's hitting okay. just well, that's, yet. That's a good. And keep in mind, a lot of those Boeing folks have probably been in their homes for quite some time. Mm. Not all. I have a lot of young, young, fo- young folks, yeah. that are young engineers and things. Well, like yeah, that. yeah, you and me yeah. both. But a lot of Boeing people have been mm. there a very, very long time. True. I mean, my sure. neighbors, you know, down in Renton, I've got tens of Boeing neighbors. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and they're all impacted by what's going on with 737 Max. Which would be the ones that might elect to take a voluntary retirement, things right. like that. Exactly. Kind of boost that attrition rate. Mm-hmm. The thing is about about these types of jobs is there's a job multiplier. You know, every Boeing oh, yeah. job creates five to seven ancillary mm-hmm. jobs. Right. So 10,000 Boeing jobs. Equals yeah. fifty to seventy thousand. Yeah, there's a gal in my neighborhood down. that they're impacted right now because with Boeing being down, there she's with a metal manufacturing company that supplies mm-hmm. for sure. Boeing, yeah. and they're down like thirty yeah. percent. You know, in their in their particular company. So, yeah, yeah we're, I mean, we'll see, we'll see. Um, you know, but right now, I don't think Snohomish County is is being impacted as greatly because they do still have a lot of the tech workers. Mm-hmm. Now, the comparison of that is. Let's look at what is going on in Pierce County. So Pierce median sale is at three ninety six five fifty, and that's just for the May number. So year to date, they're three ninety nine five hundred, and the average price has gone over four hundred in Pierce County now. Wow, which I think wow. is a first. First time ever, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. it's the first time ever. Wow. Uh, so their average is oh no, I take that back because in May of last year it was four seventeen oh nine seven. Um, but year to date last year was just a 400, but now for May, 2020, it's 439.525. Wow. wow. So I think we're hitting some highs there. Go Pierce County. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and their volume count is down, but I mean, they're still, they're still going up, right. In terms of all that, uh, Snohomish, uh, you know, everybody's numbers are down and mostly because of, again, the shutdown period of time. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 But I will tell you, so to to juxtapose to this, right, this is this is like past information. Mm -hmm. And you and I on those um, weekly Facebook lives have been sharing what I see in the Northwest multiple between the new listings and pending sales. Mm -hmm. And those have been, you know, continuing for the last few weeks as things opened back up and people got back out into the marketplace. Just just today, I, I took another look and it was up another couple hundred for the week. So we were getting, we're getting close to 4,000 pendings. And this is statewide. Yeah. But, but hitting close to four, that's higher than before COVID. That's a big number. We were normally seeing between 32 to 3,600 and now it's higher than. Well, would that be, would that be typical for the the spring home buying season though for this time of year? No, no. I've been watching that number for years, Eric. I mean, it's, this has been like that since 2012. Interesting. So that's why I was like, oh, my goodness. Like the fact that it's getting close to four is is pretty significant. Only every once in a great while does it ever ping up that high. And it's an anomaly of, you know, like an end of month kind of thing or something. But it's um, I I haven't seen it this high in quite some time. And I do wonder if if we are seeing something of a spike 
as as people are coming back on yeah. online. Yeah, you know, that could be that could be part of it. Uh, but wow, that's that's a good statistic. Yeah, I mean, I, I know you're smiling. Our, our yeah, listeners can't. It. Yeah, they can probably yeah. hear it in your voice, I get all but they can't see about it. That. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah, no, well, it's I, a big plus. I mean, I, well, I like seeing it, too, because, you know, we've got several new listings. Like, we've, we've got one in Port Orchard right now with a great five-car garage. So, if you're looking for space for your uh, vehicles or other <laughs> things that you need to store away, please get in contact with me. I'll be happy to get you the information about that property. There you go. Um, but... Uh, you know, we've got several listings that we've got kind of scheduled throughout the next several months. And I'm watching those numbers like a hawk mm-hmm. because, you know, we're looking at, uh, in fact, this couple that we just went on market with, we started working with them six months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so this happened to be the fellow that uh, I mentioned, you know, the pump out service that there's a guy at the state level who denied their funding from the federal government that was supposed to be for the pump out service. So anyway, it decimated their business. Yeah, yeah. And so they're selling this property they bought cause they were in expansion mode oh, yeah. and, and they're moving into another home they, they already owned. Right. Yeah. And, uh, I love it cause they're just very adaptive and transparent, but, um, you know, it, we loved it cause we started six months ago and we had kind of a target price point that we thought we'd be able to hit and uh, we're we're going on with that number, and it's looking really good. So, well, hold that thought. We've got more statistics for you on real estate market locally here on Open House of Team Reba. Stay tuned, and we're going to be right back in just a couple of minutes. Open House with Team Reba on AM fifteen ninety. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba House of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Usually at this segment, I, I start off with some sort of a rant about, you know, certain, you know, cars that drive in the left oh, lane no. or something like oh, that. Oh, no. Oh, no. Seriously, no, no, there's no, been fewer no, cars on the I'm road, not, period. I know. I can't complain about that right now. Yeah. So instead, you know, me oh, no. with, with my background in economics... I, I'm, I'm always searching for, you know, different stats and things. Since this is our mm-hmm. show on statistics, uh, there is a website that is one of my favorite, and it's called Spurious Correlations. And they're basically finding uh, statistics that correlate perfectly. For example, okay, there's a perfect correlation between the number of people who drown by falling into a pool with films that Nicolas Cage appeared in. <laughs> what? Perfect correlation. <laughs> And and there's a perfect correlation between per capita cheese consumption and the number of people who died by becoming tangled in their bed sheets. Perfect. What? Perfect correlation. <laughs> so, you know, the divorce rate in Maine correlates with the per capita consumption of margarine. You know, you can't make this stuff up. So, um, you know, the age But yet of, it sounds like maybe they do. I don't the, know what the, in the age world. of Miss America correlates perfectly with murders by steam, hot vapors and hot objects. So, you know, if you see the age of what? Miss America going up, if you hit about 23.75, look out. Yeah, you know, watch out for flying irons apparently or something. <laughs> so, you got to be a little bit careful about that. Anyway. So, yeah, it's called spurious correlations. So, you know, 
something I, you want to. I don't of... know if I should thank you or just keep looking at you like I am right now with a what? <laughs> you know, kind of mix it up. At least it's well. Not a... You know, if you're looking for a diversion, like uh, most people have been during, uh, you know, the COVID oh, some, you lockdowns. Know, some days you just gotta like turn off the news and just, oh, just and you know, tell you, you what, know, yeah, you know, There's... look over at your you know significant you know person of in your life and just say thank you, you know? okay you let's know what just, rub just... it in rub it in i'm trying to date during covid do you know what oh, that's like God. that's that's crazy town well, it's so bizarre i know you can't tell if you got bad teeth either right Get no you, you do zoom oh well no you well, do zoom calls oh there you go and then oh, you get a chance to see oh, yeah hey. yeah and yeah. and it's usually a, a a definite sign when someone won't Oh, sure. Because the whole catfishing and other kinds of stuff. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, do you want to get on WhatsApp and we can have a little video chat? mm. Ooh, maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's very late here in Nigeria. Yeah, well, (laughs) Well, that's... Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Plus, Can plus. I, okay. You had a rant. You just did a little rant. I'm going to give a little rant about dating apps. Yeah. Okay. First of all... Um, some of them decided because people were trapped at home for a while that they thought it would be smart to just open up a bunch of people who normally wouldn't like look in other areas of the country or even the world. Mm-hmm. They decided to like open it up so people could just like look wherever they wanted. So I started getting just inundated with all these random people from like England and Ireland and just like all over the place or a ton of East Coast. And like, why are all these people in Florida contacting a woman in the Seattle area? Yeah. And I started asking, and they're like, well, you know, you're just I'm looking for stuff. And I'm like, I don't have time. I have enough people yeah. here locally I got to try and yeah. sort through. I don't want to You ever tried driving from Renton to Everett? I mean, that's bad enough. Exactly. I was dating someone in Skagit County oh. at one point. You know, that was a, yeah, anywhere from an hour and 20 minutes to two and a half hours every time. But uh, I'm probably sharing way too much with our listeners right now. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, so my rant was just like, wh- why would you do that just to keep people? I, I Maybe they got bored. But, you know what? Maybe it's because they got tired of seeing all the same faces. Because there are some of those dating apps where suddenly you're like, does anyone new ever sign up for these things? Yeah, that, you could, know? Be, that could be part of it. Yeah. Wow. Well, um, interesting. It's, yeah. <laughs> but I will tell you what was funny is when we had all the lockdown stuff and they were shutting down different industries and construction was one of them, there was definitely a spike of construction dudes on those sites. <laughs> I could t- it was almost like every third person was in construction. They've, they've got the dating site on one screen and, and yeah. a, a real estate search site on the other Probably. screen. Probably. They're trying to decide oh my you gosh. Know, what to buy when they can finally get out of their current house. Yeah. Speaking well, of which. Yes. You know, in in our last uh, week's uh, show, we were talking about the the uh, the trend to get out of town. You know, yes, folks getting out of the I was areas. just talking about that on my Tuesday yeah. uh, Facebook Live. Getting into the suburban areas, uh, there was just a statistic out, and this is, comes from Housing Wire, which is a great industry site mm-hmm. uh, that says right now they they did a survey of renters, and right now twenty six percent of renters are likely to renew their leases. 36% are unlikely to renew. They're sick of it, sick of wherever they're living. That's they're significant. making a change. Uh, 38% weren't sure. Right. So then, but then if you look at, uh, they did a second search of a uh, survey of folks with higher rent amounts. Now, mm-hmm. this is a national survey. Right. So they considered, okay. this is kind of laughable, but they considered higher rents anything above $750 a month. <laughs> so oh, pretty much that's everybody yeah. here. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so, out of the folks paying higher rents, 
only 18% were likely to renew. 41.6% were not likely wow. to renew their lease, and the rest were undecided. Yeah. So so that's another well, indicator that folks are going to be making a move here. There's, there's a lot of folks that because they are getting options to not have to go to the office. Yes. They are all reconsidering. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a ton of people. I can't even, again, through even my dating experience, there's people I'm talking to who either are running companies or were working at companies. And they're like, I don't know if I'm going to stay or like now we can change our hiring practices because we don't have to worry mm-hmm. about relocating somebody here. And, you know, there's a lot of different, um, elements that people are having to consider and and no one's really uh narrowed down the answers right right like right. they're still in we've got to look because we're still relatively even everyone feels like oh my gosh this has been going on so long it really hasn't been that long it's only mm-hmm. been a few months and with the expectation of it's going to be a couple years minimum to even get to kind of a, a steady yeah. on this whole yeah. thing you know, no one wants to go rushing into changing lease agreements or building new construction. You know, even though we still see a lot of that happening here. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's I think we're just going to see a lot of conversation needing to happen about where it's going to go. But yeah. so our last yeah. show, you and I talked about a situation where we got engaged with a couple and we're still working with them, but they're reevaluating because they wanted to go buy some land and build on it out in the suburbs. But um, you were saying with these numbers that you're seeing about rentals, that you're seeing trends of those folks maybe coming from like these high dense communities, like downtown Seattle and wanting to maybe move out. And I could definitely see, that may be being an opportunity for them to go buy. Because mm-hmm. some of those rents, I mean, if you look at the high rises that we had come out, oh, yeah. I was looking at the numbers the other day. I mean, we had, what, we've had like 30,000 some new units come on in the last few years. Mm-hmm. And there's another uh, like 12,000, I think, coming on in the mm-hmm. next year or so. Yep. So most, there's most a, of those cranes you see in Seattle are, mm-hmm. are apartments. Or, uh, or an office. Yeah, yeah, a lot of office space. But yes, yeah, some of them are those. And then there are a few condo projects mm-hmm. going on right now. A few. Yes. Yeah. But that's more than we had. We had True. none right. for several years, right? Because that's why all the, the high-rise apartments were going in mm-hmm. instead. Yep. So um, what I'm thinking is like with most of those high rents, there. I mean, those payments are all like... 2500 or higher mm-hmm. for these right. tiny little places and like that couple that we talked about last week they're like hey we can move out to another place and get a mortgage mm-hmm. and have a house yep that's right and have space yes you know and that's what they were looking at was this you know four plus acre parcel you know i mean that's a, a vast difference from a, a tiny little you know 1100 square foot place downtown yes right that's right and that's what was funny is like they were talking to us even about starting with a tiny house that was going to be about a thousand square feet, which would be the same as the apartment they're in. <laughs> and then and that's what they would live in while they built their dream house. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's like, oh, this is very interesting. All these things that are, you know, kind of coming about. <laughs> but I would be curious to see, though, um, how many of those folks are going to be going maybe into Snohomish or Pierce County or if it's just going to be outlying cities within King County mm-hmm. even because we are definitely seeing more and more folks coming into those areas that have been in the city. Right, right. For sure. Uh, call it exurbs. Yeah. You know, it's it's yeah. going to be pretty much anything outside of that main urban mm-hmm. urban area. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's really going to be a big thing here uh, over the course of the next, you know, couple of years. Yeah. Which is a complete 
tide turn from from what we were seeing. You know, oh seeing yeah, more folks coming into the cities. Oh yeah, it was getting more and more dense, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what those office buildings do when they can't have everybody close together because of the way they were building the. Right. the office spaces, right. right? Everyone would get like a three foot desk at most. Right. And exactly. now it's like, nope, can't do that. Cubes. Yeah. yeah. That. It's going to, it's going to get interesting. Yeah. Hey, I wanted to bring up, um, this is, you're going to think this is, there's no segue into this really, but I just, I keep looking at this piece of paper and I just can't stop eyeballing it. Um, you and I talk about professionalism mm-hmm. in the industries all the time. And one of the things that you know, that I'm always recommending that when someone's interviewing an agent to work with them, um, honestly, if someone's not doing a fairly strong volume of transactions, they're really not particularly good at their job. And that's partly my own personal opinion. I know you run into this all the time because you have to deal with I lots do. more agents than just myself. All the time. But here's, I think you would be interested to see this or to hear it. So this other little number I'm going to throw out here is talking about the number of companies that are real estate companies locally with the MLS membership um, and the the number of offices, how many sales associates there are, and then what the average unit Mm. count is per agent Mm -hmm. and office. Okay. Mm -hmm. So as of May, 2020, there's 2,439 real estate offices in the Northwest multiple area, Mm -hmm. right? That's a lot of, a lot of counties, A a lot of counties. There are, uh, we just finally in April dropped under 30,000 plus agents. So we're at 29,796 agents. Wow. That's a lot of agents. It's way more right? than we need. Yeah, that's sales associates. So in the listings, um, I'll, I'll go by, let's do this. Well, you know what? I think I'm not going to have enough time to go through some of these numbers. So I think I'm going to wait till we get back from the uh, break that we have to go into. But... I think you're going to be pretty shocked what the average number of sales per agent is. I won't. <laughs> okay, well, maybe our listeners will. <laughs> it, all it's going to do is basically inform you for the fact that you really, really, really need to interview and ask some tough questions of any agent you're going to work with. So you'll get more information on that as soon as we get back from these short messages on Open House with Team Reba. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Hass from Team Reba. And if somebody has a question for you, Reba, how can they reach you? Well, if they want to email me anything directly, they can go to Reba at TeamReba.com. That's Reba, R-E-B-A. Or you can contact me by phone at 206-910-3429. There you go. How about yourself? Well, you can catch me at Eric at EricIsMyBanker.com. That's Eric with a C. Or... 206-915-3742. That's 915-ERIC. Easy to remember. Yes. Okay, so before we went on the break, I was saying that I had some numbers that I think will be interesting for our listeners to hear. Because um, you and I have sat teaching Washington State Housing Finance Commission classes, and you know that in the last one to two years, I started asking this question, mm-hmm. which was, how many people in the room think that all the agents out there make six-figure incomes? <laughs> Right. right. Yeah. yeah. And I know, and I know why you laugh. Yeah. Everybody raises their hands yeah. and then I'm like, okay, what price, you know, like what, or what income do you think? And so they're all like a hundred K plus. Right. Yes. So they're, 
and it, and it's just laughable, right? Yep. So uh, I thought I would just share this with our listeners. I think they would be um, getting some eye-opening numbers here. So in the uh, pending units that are out there, let's see, actually, hold on. How do I want to do this? Pending units. Okay, so pending units, they're going to be um, for May. Oh, interesting. They're up for May. I told you we saw a trend going up. So we are. So we started out January 8,506 reported pending. This also has the loss, like how many units uh, fell out of contract too. February was 9,680, 10,097 for March. Then it went to 8,132 for April. Again, not a surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, but it jumped to 11,909 hmm. in May. Okay. So that part that we lost in April all showed up in May. So that does show that we had that pent up demand, right? For sure. And there were more lost transactions during that also expected because we saw Mm -hmm. people starting to be impacted by job losses. But the net net effect was that we had 11,109. So what that turns into is for those number of offices that I mentioned, that means of each pending unit, it was 4.55 contracts per office. Per office. Per office. And so that's only 0.37 per associate. Mm-hmm. So this is not, you know, huge numbers. And the thing is, is you and I have talked about this before. There's mm. 1.4 million agents in the United States and only 43,000 of us do more than 25 deals a year. So here's the thing. Um, you know, if, if I, I, in fact, I had um, one broker many, many years ago, real estate broker, taught a class to new real estate agents. Mm-hmm. And, and he, he wrote up on a whiteboard. He started saying, okay, tell me how much, you know, these things are worth. You know, mm-hmm. hot tub. Oh, right, big yeah. Big screen TVs, fixtures, uh, you know, all these different things. And, and you know, everybody's come up with prices. And, you know, it added up to tens of thousands of dollars when he got to the bottom of the list. And at the end of it, he's like, now, what do all these things have in common? Mm-hmm. You know, what they have in common is either all things that agents have had to buy for their buyers because they screwed up their contracts. <laughs> and and it's not just, you know, things like that, you know, which, you know, that's that's money, but but there are so many issues that can go wrong in a real estate transaction oh, gosh, and if your agent it. doesn't have experience and mm-hmm. know how to properly write that contract and to protect you as a buyer or on the other side to protect you as mm-hmm. a seller, yeah. you know, against against these perils, you're really uh, putting yourself at risk and and you know so and then you 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 I, I weigh that statistic with the other one that says that it's I think it's 75 percent of buyers will just hire the first agent that they talk to yeah it's it, at least that and that's a frightening statistic mm-hmm. because you're you're, yeah. you're literally putting your your life your earnest money your plans you know your, your financial you know, health where down where, the road where you're going to live uh, yeah, mm-hmm. financial health down the road into the hands of somebody that may or may not have the experience to to, to protect you. And and mm-hmm. you and I have seen it with homes where where somebody somebody you know buys a home ill advised, 
and then what happens you know a month after the home the, the deal closes you know the siding's failing the roof yeah. is leaking mm-hmm. the hot water heaters go out i mean there's all oh, these yeah. different things that can go wrong well and some of that stuff's going to happen anyway because like a hot mm-hmm. water heater can go at any time of right course. i mean depending but. on its age and stuff but yeah but things like siding issues whatever i mean yeah. siding's but, probably been happening for a while well but the market's hot somebody buys a home mm-hmm. site unseen or they buy it without oh, yeah. an inspection oh, can i can i actually give a great example hmm. If you don't mind. Sure. Okay. So I'm working with a couple that's trying to buy out on these. They're, they're willing to look in Seattle, but they really prefer the east side. So we're looking at places like Issaquah is like their number one place, but they're willing to consider Redmond and Bellevue and a couple other spots, uh, Sammamish. And we've been looking at Issaquah Highlands, mm-hmm. right? And the first place we went and looked at together, um, tons of activity, because there's not that many listings coming on, just like we've been reporting here. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of listings. Yep. And they're all in this, like, uh, again, staying under jumbo. Yep. It's all these people looking for 800 and under, right? Can I just stop you right here? Yeah. When, when you say Issaquah Highlands, the first thing that pops into my head mm-hmm. is LP siding. Yes. <laughs> yes. Am I right? Uh, that's part of it, yes. But yeah. also remember that um, that development a, a large number of the buildings there, not only is it the LP siding kind of stuff, but they're all, they were built in 2000. Mm-hmm. And so here's what ended up happening. We, so we've looked at a couple of places. The first one we went to, I went and looked at the place with them. And as you know, because I've been doing this for so long and have hundreds and hundreds of transactions under my belt and have literally been through tens of thousands of homes. Uh, I just me looking, I found rot around windowsills mm-hmm. and other sections of the home. Mm-hmm. I looked at the roof and went, that's definitely 20 year old, 20 year old roof. Mm-hmm. And it's got these big trees sticking over the top of it. So that's mm-hmm. probably not in the best of condition over there. Cause they're even rubbing on top of, you know, sure. the, the composition. And then, um, and, and you didn't know what the state of the gutters were or anything like that. So, you know, and, and it's a townhouse, so it's connected to the other one. So you, now you know that you already have the complication of, well, if you get a new roof, now you got to wonder if your neighbor's got the money to put a new roof on, right? Because right? you can't do one half of it, no. right? So I, I started outlining a whole bunch of things for them. I'm like, here's my concerns about this house. And there was lines of agents waiting to go in. Right. Mm-hmm. With their and everything's slowed down because we can only take in one person at a time. Now, I will say that has changed because we're at phase one point five and two. Now you can have two people go in with you. Mm-hmm. Right. So it goes a little faster. A little, little better. But yeah. um, I will say, you know, I'm, I'm watching this like herd of people outside of this place. And, and my client's like, well, do you think it's a good value? And I said, well, first of all, I need to go do a comp check on it. Mm-hmm. I went and did a comp check. It was moderately priced it wasn't too high it wasn't too low except for the fact that i was like but it's got this laundry list of stuff and sure enough that same property came back on market ten thousand dollars over the last list price and i had in my mind what i thought the issue was and sure enough when i called her up it was exactly what i had estimated so i get her on the phone and she says well because of the roof they they uh, failed out on that during their inspection, mm-hmm. and so I said, "So what? You guys increase the price because what? You're going to give a credit?" And she was like, "Yeah, exactly. We're going to give a credit back. So they're going to do ten thousand dollar credit." Now my client, I asked them immediately, "You better check with your lender to see what your closing costs are going to be because that won't work if your closing costs are only six grand." Correct. Right? Like that's 
that's going to be no bueno there. Unless that new roof gets put on prior to closing. Exactly. And so I'm like, this is going to be a problem. Here's the other thing she also said to me, that the crawl space that they found, um, like, dead mice down there. Crawlies, yeah. Yeah. And she's like, but they were mummified, so it meant they were there a long time ago. And we had our guy go in, and he's like, oh, you don't have to have this cleaned out. I'm like, look, if the dead rodents are there, it also means their feces and such is there, and they've probably already been in some of the other uh, they've insulation. Been, well, they've been in the insulation. Yeah, it's guaranteed. like the idea isn't that how long are they dead. It's that their little dead bodies and all their poo with them is still down there. And she's like, oh, well, no, we're not going to do anything about that. I'm like, well, good luck. Good luck with this one. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I just, I just, I rolled my eyes. I just, I, I thought, yeah. What are you thinking, kid? Well, they're thinking the market is so hot that they don't have to. That's that's exactly yeah. what they're thinking. And it's yeah. just like, you know, and, and sure enough, we had another property come up that my client asked about, and they had done a pre-inspection on it from the seller side. All the same issues inside of it. <laughs> and, I was, and they were like, should we do it? I'm like, no. You know, I, I would never do that myself as a seller, but I know they're out there. So be careful, folks. Yep. Hope, don't buy someone's problem. There you go. Hope you all have a great weekend. Thanks again for listening to Open House with Team Reba. Talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at Remax Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more Open House with Team Reba here on AM 1590. The answer. The preceding program was sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services.